Hello and welcome back to the KK Wrestle Factory. We are back from our three month hiatus and uh, it's been an interesting one. But let's get started anyway. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, joined by regular co host, Miss Kayla Lafferty. Hello. How are you? Still mentally scarred from the weekend, but. As, good. Are, we, as are we all. And back again, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Mr. Mark Leslie. How's it going? Happy to be a guest for the fourth episode in a row. <laughs> exactly. Part of the furniture, some would say. So, today's episode, uh, we've got a few things that we want to chat over, a few things we want to discuss in the general wrestling world over the last few days, and then what you've all been waiting for, what everyone is I imagine anticipating for having clicked play on this one is our review of WrestleZone Halloween hijinks at the Northern Hotel. Me and Kayleigh made a trip up to Aberdeen for the show. It was Kayleigh's first ever WrestleZone show um, and I'm sure you'll be excited to uh, to hear her thoughts. It was an absolute rigged. That's one way to describe it. But before we go there, a few things that we'd pointed out we wanted to discuss um, today. First thing is, Kaylee, you had mentioned that you were looking forward to the Iconics, or what are they called now? Iconics! The the, the inspiration. Inspiration joining Impact Wrestling. I was going to say TNA. They are some of the funniest people ever. I love them. I'm such a stand for them. Both of them together. Especially, well, I know that's not a real name, but Billy. Yeah. Hence why we have guinea pigs named after them. But, yeah. Like, I can't wait to see what they do and see who it is. I don't really watch Impact, but it'll be interesting to see, like, what they're like, if they kind of carry on the same sort of gimmick or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Mark, you were telling me that they've got some, some big names over at Impact just now, uh, on the women's roster anyway. Yeah, um, they've got like Dion Carazzo, who's like the champion. She's been champion for quite a while now. And Mickey James is back there. They're wrestling at the pay per view in a few weeks. And rumour is they've signed Mercedes Martinez, who mm. just wrestled for them at the weekend as well. And Killer Kelly's been rumoured for a while as well. So they've got quite a big women's division over there. That's interesting. I've not really kept up with it, but even just seeing Killer Kelly, I've not seen her in a while. Because um, obviously the last time I would have saw her was sort of the NXT UK stuff she was doing. Um, I don't know what she's been doing since then. I don't know if it's just been Impact, but uh, she's quality, so it'll be good to be good to see her. It would be interesting. I just hope that they come out just being like, "You gotta be joking me." That's like my favorite thing. I just love when they did all their backs. Like genuinely, as wrestlers, they're all right. It was more their backstage things that. I love. I just thought they were some of the funniest, like naturally funny people, and especially when they were more relevant. Everything was really serious, and like WWE, and it was just nice to have something fun to hear and watch. And yeah, that's my opinion on it. So I'm interested to see what they do. I'll definitely try and watch it to see what they do. But that's bad. Well, I probably should have checked this. But what is there? Is it been for glory the next one, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, I believe okay. it's the twenty third. Interesting, a Saturday. It's a oh, late so... start though, because oh, no. I believe like either Rampage or Dynamite is going to be on Saturday that week. 
mm-hmm. and they're making it so it starts after AEW finishes. Okay, that makes sense to be fair. There's no point in going head to head with someone as big as that. But um, they've also got like music out just now and stuff. I've not listened to it personally, but they released like a song. Now they're doing this and they've released like a shop and things. They're doing everything all at once. So clearly their visas came in in time. That's true. That is true. Speaking of music, actually, right? Not to, to go too far off topic, but have you heard The Rock's rap song? No. Is it good? No. It's it's something. It okay. is something. Um, the actual song is actually quite good, to be honest. Right? I don't know. Who, I don't know any of the guys on it. Um, I think Tech Nine is that a thing? Yeah. Is that a thing? I sound like an old man here, but yeah. Um, so it's Tech Nine, but like there's loads of rappers on it, and it's really good. And then it gets to the rocks verse at the end. It just sounds like a dad trying to like rap, which. <sighs> I mean, fair play to him. He's, he's given it a bash. It's not terrible. You know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not bad by any means, but... So, is it Face Off? Did... Yeah. So, let me just check. You've got Tech 9 Joey Cool, King Iso, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> just Dwayne. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. That's, um... Yeah. I'm going to have to listen to it now. It's probably going to be absolute shit, but... We'll find out. I guess you've got to wait about the same amount of time we'd have to do do a podcast for The Rock to release another single. (laughs) What was it, like 2001 that he'd released that song with White Cliff Sean? That's a good point, actually, yeah. Yeah, but we're not going to speak about how good he was in the Moana soundtrack. Now, that is class. That's a bop. See, if he'd released more music like that, I'd, I'd be so game. That'd be right on my playlist. Okay. So The Rock show tunes is what you're going for, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Love it. Fair play. Moving on, um, one of the things that I had noted down this week um, as a notable event is the release of the uh, first ever giant haystacks figure um, from, well, Cella Toys are selling it um, in the UK. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, it's really cool looking. Yeah, it looks pretty decent. Yeah, so I was quite surprised, and this is the reason I've bought it, is it's the first ever figure that's been made of giant haystacks which is mental to be honest yeah but again it wasn't really in a time where they had figures and i'm gonna guess it must have been hard to try and get like the rights to do it to be quite honest i get that um it's, it's been done in association with the family for his um his 75th birthday which is next week or something like that, i'm pretty sure but you know something it's been well done so see when you look at it there's some figures or at any kind of merch especially people that aren't here and you can you know they're doing it just for a money grab thing, but this one's actually really cool. It's well done. It's something that will actually be really cool to actually own and have. Um, so yeah, my grandmother loved to have seen it. She every time we spoke to her about wrestling, that's one thing she always said about the two guys, Giant Haystacks and Big Daddy. Do you know them? Well, why? Funny you say that about Big Daddy. Is they've also got a Big Daddy figure coming. Both of them have chase variants. So the one I've pre-ordered is the chase variant, um, okay. which is the um, Wembley one. But my thinking is, right, and this kind of falls into the whole Matt Cardona um, and, and Brian Myers sort of thing. Have two. Do I buy two? Yes. Do I buy one just to keep in the, in the pack and then one to let breathe? Mm-hmm. I would agree so because this is the first in the line. 
it's definitely going to sell out. And not that you'd want to sell it, but still good to have that and know that you've got some value behind it. It's nice you're spending the money and know it's keeping value. So I would, because it'd be cool to have it breathe because am I right in saying that that would be the same size as the refiggers we've got in our cupboard? Um, I'm not 100% sure if they're the same size as the Hasbro's. They look similar. It looks like they're the same kind of era, so I think they would be. So it'd be pretty cool to have them all kind of standing together. Yeah. I will say, in the photo they've done of him, he looks a bit like Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah. Or Hagrid. They're all the same thing, aren't they? I guess. <laughs> we hairy, smelly guys. Mm, rather not comment. <laughs> pew pew. Right, so um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, the other piece of news that um, Keely pointed out was the tease of Lita coming so, back to wrestle. Yeah, so she's put this thing up, a tweet, and been like, "If I came back, who would I wrestle?" This has made me more excited than it should ever make. Anyone that knows me knows I'm obsessed with Lita. Um, and yeah, so I'm really excited to see if she... Act, well, it's obviously... I don't think she's actually going to come back. It'll just be a tease thing. But again, I'm going to keep it a little bit in my brain, being like, you never know. So, I want to find out from yous who you think would be a good fit. I have some myself, personally, which would be good. So the first one I said would be Kaylee Ray. I just think that'd be cool. I've said this before. We did that on the last podcast with Dream Matches and I think that'd be really cool. They'd fit really well. It'd be a really cool story. And also, I think they would get a lot out of each other. Um, but then you've got other people that would make more like storyline purposes. If we go WWE, that is. It doesn't have to be. So you've got Becky throughout out at the Rumble. Sasha's a massive fan of her. Charlotte's just... A massive, I wouldn't like her with Charlotte, but still, you know that everyone ends up going with Charlotte. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to throw it to you before I kind of go further. Who you think would be a good fit for her? I mean, Becky is the obvious choice, isn't it? Um, but I think even someone like Rhea would be good. Oh, I, I don't think I could handle having them two in the same ring as each other. Because the, the way with that one, it would be more of a, you know... You can imagine Rhea being quite disrespectful to the old generation, kind of like what Rand Jordan used to do with the, the Legend mm-hmm. Killer stuff. Um, I can I can see Rhea kind of fit into that role and just battering her. Yeah. So I mean that that could be quite good. That would actually be pretty cool. Don't know about you, Mark. Any, anyone you've thought of? The one that came to mind with me first, and it's like an AEW one, but Ruby Soho. Mm, yeah. I think that would be like a pretty fun match, like similar but like different at the same time. Because I, I was saying it would be really cool. So this is the thing. There was only at the time that she was relevant, there wasn't a lot of other decent female wrestlers. That sounds bad. There was other wrestlers not out there and stuff, but see if you look at the, the quality you've got now, she could have went way further. She kinda like had to pull herself back a wee bit for, for what she was doing. So it'd be cool to see who she could fight now. Of course, someone who would be perfect for it. But unfortunately, they're like medically retired. Would be AJ Lee. Like that'd be a really cool roundabout way of doing it. Could you imagine if that was an AEW? Lita versus AJ Lee. Well, never say never. I guess you know. Never thought we'd see Daniel Bryan back and Edge, Edge and, stuff, and Christian yeah. and all that. So yeah. yeah. But I think that'd be really cool, just as like a one-off. And then again, you could go with the whole story of you could either do it as like a respect angle from it, or you could do it from like a. I'm better than you. So you could do it from different ways. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously you've got that famous photo of AJ crying when she met Lita. Luckily, I didn't cry when I met when I met her. 
that was the one thing I gave myself is don't cry because that will haunt me for the rest of my life. But yeah, I think that's interesting to see. And from what we've saw, yeah, like she was maybe a bit rusty, but she can still do it. She's not that old, really. She keeps herself really fit. That's something as well. A lot of like female wrestlers, they just kind of go away and just they have a family and move on and stuff. But Lita's not done that. She's still in like a really good fit state. She's not had kids and all that and kind of like had that bit of wear on her body. Do you know what I mean? So as long as she doesn't try and do another moonsault, that's really the main thing for me. I will not take you slagging that moonsault one more time. I mean, she really died, so she did what she had to do. Poor woman. It was it was cutting close, to be honest. Yeah, no, that that was hard to watch. But um, no, it was cool. It'd be really cool to see if she actually ever came back and did a bit of a, a run or even just one match. I think it'd be cool. I just feel that personally for me, like it's like anything. When one of your favourites, if they have to retire or go away or something, you want them to leave in a high. And the fact that she left in such a disrespectful way where they were like auctioning her pants at the side of the ring after it, it just never ever sat right with me. I know it kind of was like part of the storyline and stuff at the time and how she went out and stuff, but I don't know. I just feel for someone that had such a big impact like she did, it was so disrespectful. I feel like all the main females, like I'm not, I'll say I'm not a big fan of female, like women's wrestling all the time. (laughs) I'm not allowed to say that. But um, for the few females that I do like, I feel that, especially from that era, when they left, they all left in such a horrible way. Do you know what I mean? Think of China's last match. It was terrible. Yeah. Think about when Lita left. Terrible. Trish was alright, I suppose. But still, it was like, they just never got the send-off that they actually deserved. I get that. It'd be nice for them to get a bit of redemption. And I, th- I feel that Trish kind of got that when she had that mini, like, run thing. Um, China, it's a bit hard to give her hers now. Um, but yeah, it would be good if Lita got hers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that took a turn. But yeah, I mean, it'd be good to see her back. I don't know how good she'd be, but yeah, it'd be decent to see her back. But who knows? Who knows? But we do know, mm-hmm. and this is the bit that everyone will be waiting for. So without further ado, we're going to move off of the wrestling news and into... The actual our, wrestling? Our WrestleZone Halloween hijinks review. Not necessarily a review, just a general so, um, chat about how the show went. I need to start this off just quickly giving a disclaimer. Um, I'm very opinionated and I don't mean to offend anyone with anything that might come out of my mouth. I just have a bit of word vomit. Um, so take it as you wish. Yeah, honestly here I, I think me and Mark are just going to have to try and um, fix what Kayleigh says here um, a lot of the time because yeah, sometimes Kelly says things that she probably shouldn't. I just speak very truthfully. It's not if you can't handle it. It's not my problem. No, okay. So there's there's your warning. <laughs> um, if you are potentially on the show and have um, you know, are are haven't got as thick a skin um, as some people, um, don't take anything Kelly says to heart. Okay, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Not everything was bad, and there's a lot of stuff I liked. Right. So you just said not everything was bad. That alone. <laughs> Is not a good start. Mate, uh, we're talking about the show where I watched someone piss the seat in front of me, right? <laughs> I'm not being funny. <laughs> we're not going to talk about everything being brilliant. Right, we'll get there. We'll get we'll get to the pissy seat, right? But first of all, your first experience up in Aberdeen for the wrestling. <laughs> talk me through your, your general feelings on the day. What, what were you thinking? Right, so, day started off well. We got a cushy little bus up to Aberdeen. We VIP number. 
felt like an absolute goddess. It was good, fun time. Got to the hotel, hotel was lovely. And then we were meeting Mark for something to eat. He was going to take us to the show, that was cool. Then, well, we started in Burger King, which Burger King is one of the worst places you can have to eat, but I'm going to move for there. They might have had the worst chicken nuggets ever. And Mark, you can back me up on this. I will, I will just Wicked. say, though, I will just say, you're going to Burger King, the king of burgers, and getting, not even chicken nuggets, just chicken nuggets. No, but I'm going to be controversial controversial, and say I don't like their burgers for Burger King. I've said it. What well, you do? You told them. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but seeing a seriousness, right, this is, this is just an off-topic thing. I think Burger King is overpriced for what it is. The burgers aren't that good. If I was going to go somewhere... I'd rather go to somewhere better for a burger than pay that price for a Burger King because I don't like it. And it always makes me sick after it, I don't know. Every single person I speak to always says after a Burger King they feel, like, sick after it. I don't know someone who doesn't. Yeah, but it's worth it. It's not. If I'm paying that money, I'm not then going to wait it back up again. Mark, you can be the adjudicator here. What's your opinion on, on Burger King? I mean, I really don't go to Burger King very often to really have a much opinion. I just remember that our chicken nuggets from yesterday were terrible. So, anywho, we'll move through there. So, it was good. It was fun. It was nice as all getting back together again because, especially over the last... We've been lucky. We obviously still do stuff like this and things. We've saw each other a couple of times. But it was nice to just have any moments we can to kind of catch up to do so. So, that was cool. Then we got to the venue. and um, So, what were your thoughts on the, the venue in general then before we got into the show and stuff? From the out, it looked weird. It was like from the outside, it was kind of like a strange like location. I didn't really get it. So I heard obviously from the podcast you did with Billy that it looked like a keyhole, a Don Callis, a keyhole, a phallus. It looks like a dick. Okay, call it is. <laughs> um, so that was interesting, and like I said, it was it was pretty cool. Like from the outside, it looked all right. It was just strange. It was like in a hotel. I've not really been to wrestling a hotel before, so I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Um. So yeah, we bumped in, so it was obviously us three, we then bumped into Billy, um, which was good. So And Kelly, and yes, I'm going to pause on her name because she paused on my name on Billy's podcast. <laughs> That's why I didn't say her name, I was hoping you would do that. I'm the most <laughs> memorable out of them all. <laughs> You're really not. Um, so anywho, so that was pretty cool. So yeah, it was nice. We met some regulars, which I've been warned about. Like, you've warned me. Mark's warned me, people we can't have warned me. Everyone's warned me that um to stay away. So my thing is I decided to just look no one in the eye. Don't let anyone talk to me because I'm just not not having it. Yeah, I mean you didn't get it too bad, to be fair. Yeah. I don't understand the accent and I thought I'm not gonna talk to anyone that's gonna try and talk to me because it's gonna be dead rude when I'm like, mate, I have no clue what you're saying. But I was cushed fair so we've got to the venue mm-hmm. you know we've got inside so, oh before we got oh. inside there was just like this big van turned up and then this wee man that you said is someone important walked past us I'm not getting into that <laughs> um, <laughs> so we get into the show um, and the pre-show starts okay so we were at the bar for this, right? So we didn't... No, do, well, let's let's start where we should be. So we walked in. Everything was fun. You walk past, see the merch and all that and stuff. You see your friend, the ring announcer. 
Oh, Big Martin. Yeah, it was nice. Shout out. Everyone was lovely. It was all cool. Got in. And then the fear hit. So there's five of us. And we had to find a space for five of us to sit. And the only location for five to sit was a compromising area of, of the floor, some would say. It was the smelliest area in the room. And that's where I got sat the whole night. My nose is still burning. I will say though, it was a good it was a good view of the ring. Great view of the ring. Second row, next Brilliant. entrance. See if we just picked up the smelly people and just yeeted them in a bath, it'd be perfect. Like that's my one thing. Okay. Um but yeah, apart from that, great location. We had to my right we had the, the entrance. Brilliant, could see it. Um we had the commentary table with Sting and Shrek. I don't really know the Shrek reference. Or okay. McLovin. Or McLovin. I think McLovin's more fitting. And the telly. Nice. Um, and then we had all these people just kicking about, fine, doing their thing. Very passionate fans, I would say. Yep. And then th- what was in front of us? It was just an experience. It was, it, it was a, a, an experience of all the senses, really. The it? chair started melting in front of us. But I'm going to move on because I'm just going to sound rude now. But that was a thing. That's when we'll get to the pissy part anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> pre-show, so we had Lord Mr. Malice. And I don't even know what happened in this match. It was like Lord Mr. Malice slash Mauler Murphy. So, for, no, wait, wait, wait. Because I want to give a wee call. So, I need to ask, why was that man dressed in Merida cosplay? So that, that's Lord Mr. Malice. So, uh, I didn't get it. So, Mr. Malice okay. was the bodyguard for Sterling Oil. Was he not dead or something? Billy told us. Yeah. So he was the he he was the bodyguard for for Sterling Oil. A bodyguard. Um. Yeah. He used to wear um. Uh, what are those called? Suspenders. Suspenders. Black shirt, black trousers, red suspenders, and sunglasses. Oh, because you're scary with sunglasses on. Um, and then, I don't know how, Mark, I don't know if you can remember this, how he became a lord. Was it? Was this, like, it was off the back of the Lord Alan Sterling stuff? I honestly have no idea. that That's like a blank space, so, a wrestle zone for so me. So he's became a lord and thought, I'm going to get rid of the suspenders, yep. rid of the glasses, yep. I'm going to put on a robe and a tiny little hat. Okay. And who's the man that came out with him? So that that was a big return. That was Jeeves Winchester. So his butler. I have to say something now. Right? I said this to Kyle last night. Do you know something that really annoyed me a wee bit though, right? Now, I don't really have an opinion because I'm not a wrestler, right? I, I don't wrestle. In my head, I, th- I think it'd be a good one, right? But logically, mm. see that wee man, he just kept doing things, just kept irking me. Like, see when we were in the middle of wrestling, he kept, like, leaning on the ropes, but not for, like, a spot. Just, it's just rude. Like, etiquette, don't lean on the ropes when someone's wrestling. <laughs> do you know, no, do you know what I mean, though? Like, okay. see if they had an accident, you're getting sued. Okay. And I'm a witness. Okay. And I'm leaving a grass. So, you're, so you're offended by the etiquette yeah. of, of Jeeves Winchester. Okay. No, okay. I'm very big on wrestling. Like, there's there's small etiquette that I'm just... in. That's not the first time it's, that's going to come up tonight, but I'm just I'm just saying that was one thing. Part of that was alright. 
but his etiquette. Stop leaning on the ropes. Again, if it's part of a spot, I get it. You're leaning all that, it falls over, blah, blah, blah. He was just leaning on certain ropes and it was sometimes the bottom rope, sometimes the middle rope, just just for giggles, just leaning on them. Get off. Fair. That's what the canvas is for. So he, so they came out and did their whole, uh, their whole introduction. They mm-hmm. were the first people out of the curtain um, post-COVID. And then... So that was interesting, I would say. Okay. And then we had Muller Murphy hit the ring. Um, he seemed to be answering the open challenge. I'm not a fan of his gear. Okay. It takes a brave man to wear pleather. That is that is something Billy has mentioned in the a past. A braver yeah. man to wear pleather that's not long enough for you. Yeah, I didn't know that's that as far as his cats were dead. Any other funeral? That aside, uh, I think you know it was it was good to see him get onto the show. He's one of the wrestlers on trainees, isn't he? He's one of the the academy graduates. So he's graduated. Yes. So that was good to to see him on the show. I think it made sense to to kind of have them and uh, and uh, Lord Mister Malice and and Murphy on the pre-show. I'm glad but, that um, Bingo came out well, to this, save that. This is this is what I was saying. This is what really surprised me is that Bingo was on the pre-show. Although, to be fair, I think 90% of the venue had... I was going to say, it wasn't a pre-show. It was just a show and people that turned up late because everyone was VIP. That's what it is up here. But to be fair... Everyone's very important. um, But like I said, my thing is, see if they didn't bring him out, I would have stayed at the bar. Fair, fair enough. I mean, I didn't really catch much of this match, to be honest. I didn't really. I think because it was the pre-show, you're kind of in and about the bar, yeah. kind of getting yourself settled. So I, I don't really remember too much on this. It was good to see Bingo balance again. Um, I thought, you know, I was quite surprised, like I said, to see him on the pre-show. I uh, didn't really expect to, to see him coming over. He was so. really good. It was fun. The only thing, like, so... This is kind of like a side caveat a second. Do you know the only one downside? So again, the rest of the show was really, really good. Do you know the only one downside? And I mentioned this to Kyle, and I don't know if you agree with it, Mark. So use two are regulars and use go all the time. So use like, know what's going on. I mean, I'll be honest, I've not been in four years. Yeah, but I mean, so. but you still keep up with it. Yeah. Like, you're involved in it. Whereas, I've like, I only kind of know all of it through Kyle. Like, as a lot of other wrestling I keep up with, but I, I've not kept up with it. And I'll admit that. Um, but it was cool to see it and actually be part of it. But see, because of that, I felt like I didn't know anything that was going on. I'm not expecting them to then give me a rundown personally about what's going on. But it'd be good to see if before each match, they either had like the promos and that. Like, I'll admit I never watched them before going because right. I didn't think I would. I thought they might do it in the show, but see if they well, even just like. That's on you then. No, but what I was going to say is, but you know how like other places might even just like on the telly they had, they might have just showed the promo before it so you understand what the match is for or give you a bit of a background. I felt that for. Someone that goes all the time, it was good to watch. But for someone that's like new, like I was to it, and I'm not new to wrestling, just new to like this, like wrestle zone. I just felt like I didn't know a lot of what was going on. I had no idea. A lot of matches that people would care for, I was like, I have no idea why these two randomers are in the in the ring together. That's one thing I would say that I would like. You are probably the only person that hadn't been to a wrestle zone show before that was in that venue. That's true. Yeah, but still, how if they want to branch out and get more people, they should act like there's always at least someone who's not been there before. That's the way you should always think of it. There's someone new that you've brought in, and if someone new is here, what would they need to know? Care for your long-term fans and someone that's brand new. That's just like something you would do. Fair. 
So anyway, that match was, you know. No opinion on that. No comments. I, mean, I thought it was it was good for what it was. The my favourite part was uh, Malice's big cannonball off the the top rope. Yeah, that man looks like he shouldn't fly. I mean, I don't think he, f- he flew. I think he just fell with <laughs> with style with, without style. Um, I did notice that he landed directly on Muller Murphy's chest, and I just watched that boy's soul leave him. Yeah, that was sore. Um, it was a good job he was wearing pleather because uh, I feel like what he had for breakfast really came at the other end that morning. So, not good. Not good. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it is what it was. Got the crowd going. Also, with that, one of the things I said it was brave to wear pleather was that, that was a warm venue. I was I was so warm. Yeah, Betty yeah, Swallocks there. Yeah. That's more what I was thinking of. That poor boy is going to be sweating. We'll get on to that, actually, because there was a few other questionable... Um, Attire choices for such a, a warm venue. Mm-hmm. Even did the heating on? Yeah. I don't know who's running the Northern Hotel, but why have you got your heating on when it's that warm? But anyway, I digress. Uh, Mark, have you got any thoughts on on the pre-show, of the match, or any, anything leading up to that? I mean, I think you've mentioned it all. Like the cannonball really like stood out. Um, yeah, it, it was good to see Bingo balance again. I feel like it's been a while since I've seen him. Legend in WrestleZone. Yeah, I didn't really expect that. So yeah, that, that was that was a good one. I think that was his first match. He said, um, since you know lockdown and all that stuff. So he looked good though. Yeah, it was good to it was good to see him. This is the thing. So we had a small discussion last night. There's like a bit of it's some people will come back and really really good because a lot of people have taken that time to work out and really like work on themselves and stuff. But on the other hand, there's not so much you can do if you've not been in a ring. Yeah. It's like anything, you can practice certain things, but you're going to get the first time back jitters and you're also going to get that slight rust of not being there. So yeah, you work on your physique, you work on your character, but actually working with other people, it's going to take a bit of time. So everything that's said tonight, they, everyone put on a really good show for not really wrestling for nearly two years. Yeah, 100%. I think Anyone know, out the ring in two years would struggle. Yeah, and that's the thing, they talk about ring rust all the time, that's like a big thing in wrestling, so, you know to have not wrestled in, in two years and to give wrestlers on their, their due they weren't you know training when they were not meant to be and unlike other people mm-hmm. unlike other Dundee based promotions they weren't you know breaking guidelines to was it just Dundee that were doing it wrestling in front of five people oh sorry 500 if you listen to Dave Lowe um, <laughs> so yeah I mean they've had a limited amount of time to, to kind of get prepared for this in terms of physical in-ring contact. I know that they've been doing um, like contact-free training and stuff like that and, and getting themselves How back How can you do contact-free? Do you pretend to hold each other? I, I assume it's a lot of cardio and all that no, sort of stuff. No, I'd love to think. I'd love to think that everyone had to bring their own like doll. You ever seen Joey Janela versus The Invisible Man? Yes. They just did that for months. Fair play. The Invisible Man must have even worked out. So... <laughs> That was the pre-show. Um, yep. Again, got the crowd warmed up. Everyone mm-hmm. was seemed to be in a good mood after that. It was nice to see a, a wrestling match um, in the first time for the first time in what two years um, at that point. So no, was it in between like this and the main show starting is when we went and got merch. Well, I went and got merch. Yes, it was indeed. Um, and would you like to tell the listeners what you got? I don't know if I want to now. You've put me on the spot. Now I'm... Okay, I'll I'll tell you. So we went up to March, right? And Kaylee reluctantly hands me a ten pound note and goes, Oh, can you can you go ask ask the lady for a for a t shirt? I was like, Okay. It's not because I'm scared. I, like I said, 
I have a very strong Glaswegian accent, which you can all hear right now. I don't understand anyone that's from up there. And I thought, could you, if I go up, I'm trying to say someone's name, try to do something like, what? I thought, nah, it's no worth the hassle. And then also, I was scared if I took too long there, one of the regulars were going to, like, I don't know, body slam me. I, I just I had to just let Kyle go in. He understood the assignment. So, I took the £10 note, crisp £10 note, Bank of Scotland, and I uh, marched up to the merch table. And I said, excuse me, merch person, I'll have one of your finest... Mickey Vago tops. Yes. To which she then went looking for a Mickey Vago top, only to be informed that this Mickey Vago top that was on the table was the only one in existence. The top was an XL, and obviously it's an audio podcast, but um, as you can imagine, Kaylee's not an XL. But did that stop her? It did not. No, I'm a big fan. I really like him. So this is the thing, right? So it's became a so I know like no one that wrestles for them, but I'm just a big fan of him. Like I just really like him. I think he's just a cool guy. Um. So basically, as you don't know, he has his own podcast. So me and Kyle. So Kyle has this thing. He'll listen to random podcasts. Um. And I personally like ones that are visual. Ironic because ours isn't. Um. I like watching a podcast. So Kyle put it on a couple of times and I was like, hey, this is really cool. I want to start watching it. And then I just thought it was really cool. I thought he had like a really cool way of like talking and just seems like a really sound guy. So I'm a big fan of him now. And now you should all keep laughing saying I'm his number one fan. Maybe I am. Oh, yeah. Well, I am now. I have the t-shirt to prove it. It's the Mickey Vigo fan club. Been there, got a t-shirt. You even wore your bandana to the show. I wear my bandana every so often and you try to make it a big thing. That's why I was wearing it. I think it's just a bit convenient timing, some would say. <laughs> no, but it was really good. So, yeah, I did say before it, I was like, if he's got a top, I'm going to buy it. Because, one, I don't have any wrestles on tops. I wanted to commemorate it by getting a top. And I thought, well, I actually really like him. I want to get it. And then, lo and behold, the only top they had was one left. And I thought, this is cool. So, now what I'm thinking about doing it is cutting it really cool. But I don't know how to cut t-shirts. So, I'm going to have to try and work that out. You can get marked, is it? Mate, Mark cuts the sleeves off everything. He thinks he's a deathmatch wrestler. Fair. Um, Mark has disappeared um, for what I can only assume is a toilet break. Um, However, uh, we'll carry on. I think he's still got his headphones in, so you can probably still hear us, (laughs) which is the uh, which is the funniest part. Uh, But we'll carry on in his absence anyway. So yeah, so I went and got this top, and I came back proud with my top, and then all of you were like, nice. Fair play. So that was the the pre-show and the build-up to it, and then we move on to the the full show, the the full card. Initially, Martin Clunas, as we mentioned, comes out and announces the first match is going to be for the Tri Counties title. Also, oh, he has good energy. Number one ring announcer in Scotland. I'm so say it. I know you said that, and I was like, I'll wait and see. Very good energy. Really good at keeping the crowd going. And he's, he's good, do you know what I mean? Like He just has like a presence about him. That's what you need. There's nothing worse if there's a ring announcer where you're like, I just, I'm not buying it. You've just, you've got a suit, so you're on the stage. Um, no, very good energy about it. I like the way that when you were coming in, he was greeting people. If You felt like he was part of it. Yep. Like he, was a, he was a main part of the of the show. And I like that. It wasn't just a random guy you just zoom out to be like, here's the match. Because anyone could do that on your cell, big man. There we go. There's another one. Kaylee's new favourite, <laughs> Martin Clunas. There we go. 
Well, there's our first two guests, and we start getting guests to the podcast then. Fair. So, as we said, Martin comes out and announces that the match is for the Tri-Counties title, mm-hmm. only to be interrupted by Mr. Bruiser Brad Evans. Yes. So, Bruiser Brad comes out and pretty much says he wants to have his title match with Damien. I like that. Straight away. So, there we had it. We had Damien versus Bruiser Brad Evans. What, so, what were your thoughts on this one? First, I'll start with Bruiser Brad, right? I like the fact that he came out and he was like, it's no longer Bradley and stuff because you gave me the background of that. It was good. So, he established who he was, established where he was going with it. That's the thing. A lot of people weren't going 100 with their characters and stuff. He was very onto it, which I liked. Um, only two wee things. He needs to learn to work with his chains. When he went through the ropes, he was coming off a wee bit and he needs to just learn with it. But also, as much as I liked what he did and I liked the gimmick, I'm a bit funny just now. So I love Bruiser Brody, but I feel like anyone that's kind of like any association with him seems to have bad luck. It's just a thing. Obviously, he had bad luck himself. Um, Brody Lee. There's others. I just feel like he just needs to be really mindful of that. I don't know. I just feel like it's a wrestling curse. Fair play. There's a lot of wrestling curses and I I'm quite superstitious with stuff like that. I just think he needs to just be mindful. Fair. Um, but on the subject of uh, Bruiser Brad Evans, he has money written all over him. He looks he's, good. He's going to be a big deal. Um, he's he's went, he's went to the effort of getting himself in superb shape. Well, I don't know him before it, so put it this way. For me, seeing him for the first time with no bias, he looked good. He knew what he was doing. He had good gear, which is something that I think a lot of people just don't take serious enough. The whole thing is, as a wrestler, you're an athlete and you're selling yourself. So your gear and how you look should be a big part of it. And I'm not saying you need to be, everyone needs to be ripped and everyone needs to be perfect, but you need to look after like what you're selling. And I feel like some people are really, really good at that. So I like the fact he had good gear and stuff. And from what I saw, he looked really good and he seems quite young. Yeah, he's, he's relatively new um, so, to, to wrestle. Obviously, we've had the last two years without really any shows, mm-hmm. but... And also, take that out of it. Yeah, it's, it's relatively new. Something as well. There's a lot of wrestling companies where you'll get people that are on it, and you'll get the vibe. Oh, you'll only do well where you are. But he had the vibe. He could do well in other places, which was a good sign. Does that make sense? What I'm saying by that? Yeah, there's definitely a few of those on this on this card. Um, again, this was really it was my first time seeing um, Brad Evans, but it was my first time seeing this new, you know, I liked incarnation it. of him. And I liked um, yeah, again. He came out and knew what he wanted and he came out very direct because from what I got, so again, it seems like Damien's really good and you, everyone, you always talk about him and stuff, he'd be like a big character and all that. So the fact he came out and he was like, no, I know what I want. You needed that. You needed a big character to go up against someone that the fans really, really like and are really behind. And I felt like that was good. If he came out, just came out for the match, it wouldn't have had the same dynamic behind it. Yeah, I get that. Mark, what was your, your thoughts on Big uh, Bruiser Brad? Um. Well, before... He he didn't really have like the character like before the pandemic yeah. really. He was like he was starting to just come into it, but um he was just like a big guy really. Didn't have much character, so it was quite cool to see him like put this together and just take it to the next level really. Yeah, no, I, again, like I said, I, I think he's got a, a big future ahead of him, um, like a few of the guys on this show do, and, and yeah, he's. Like I said, he's he's went to the effort of getting himself in good shape. I know that he's also pre-COVID was was going down south and, and training with you know other promotions, um, and getting a bit more experience and stuff like that. Which so is good because you need to. That that shows that he's, he's got the drive and you know he's he's you know a 
a good a good prospect for the future, no pun intended. Um apart from the fact he nearly threw a chair at me at one point. Um but you know, we'll, we'll take that, we'll take that. Um and obviously he was facing Damien, who was for the title. So the first time I saw him was in Smith's shopping for toys. Fair. What so, I, nice to see him as a wrestler. What I thought was amazing was just obviously this was the first show first match on the proper, you know, main main card. Um, and just to see Damien come out and get that big reaction was it was Do you know what I liked? He came out and you could see in his face how much it meant to him. And that's something that I feel that see if you are the main guy, it was nice to see that he really cared for being there. And he came out and yeah, it was it was nice to see and everyone was behind him. You could see that I don't know, like I said, he had a lot of drive and a lot of care and stuff and you want that. You don't want to just have someone come out and be like, yeah, I'm a champion. This is mm, cool. It's just another another day. Like He had so much heart behind it. And that made the match even better as well because he's got the heart. He's loving being there. You've got the other guy who's like, I really want this and has a lot of that. So it was good to kind of see them play off each other rather than a very stale match. Yeah, no, I thought it was really good. Um, again, it was just too... Two lads just hitting each other, which mm-hmm. was which was nice was for a lot of it. Um, Damien as well, I like he's kind of bulked up a wee bit mm-hmm. um, since we last saw him. Uh, so you know that's that's always good. It kind of he's always had that hard hitting style, but now he's got a bit more bulk behind him, uh, which which sort of adds to that, which is really good. I find him interesting. Like I like that style more, the kind of hard hitting style. Yeah, I'll always say Damien's one of the the most underrated guys in in Scotland. Um, as you'll find a lot of the guys in the show are because if anything happens, North of Glasgow doesn't count apparently. So, you know that's really the North of Glasgow doesn't count anymore. It doesn't really exist. It's cancelled. We talking about Glasgow's been cancelled. That's what I'm, oh, that's what I meant. Sorry, like sorry, I got to, that's what I meant. Glasgow's cancelled. So everything apart from that now actually exists. But I no, see watching it. See on a reel. I'm surprised he's not been somewhere else. He's done Discovery. He's done Discovery. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I guess it's up to up to yourself what you you want to do and stuff like that. But yeah, sure. I, I think he could really wrestle anywhere. Um, he's, he's you know, but he's, he's solid. He's good. He's mm-hmm. he deserves to be the champ, which is why he's there. So that match really liked. Yeah, I enjoyed that one, Mark. The, the match in general. What did, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I think it was probably my favorite match in the show. Yeah. Like I. Most shows I go to, I think Damien's match is probably the best match on the show. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think for the the style that that I certainly enjoy, I know you're you're quite similar. Damien's definitely always going to be up there um, in in that sort of bracket of of match of the night. Regardless of who he goes against, for most of the time, um, mm-hmm. he could get a good match out of anyone. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where he goes with the title. Um, we'll obviously get on to it, but I'd like to see him and Zack Dynamite go one-on-one at, at one point in the future. Put it this way, see, after watching that match, I want to see other matches with those two. Yeah, I'd like to see that continue. Um, and I think the... Um, the Was it Foundation of the Future, is that what they're called? Yeah. If yeah. I think them as a as a faction continuing to feud with Damien will be quite good, I think. So hopefully it culminates in a wee Zack Dynamite versus Damien match anarchy next year. But we'll move on to Dynamite later. So that match in general was really good. Damien obviously retained um the, the title. Again, it was a really good match. Um I liked the fact that uh, Brad was using real life with uh, Damon's family getting involved, I thought it was quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the crowd really against him straight away, especially for a new character who 
the crowd are obviously familiar with Brad Evans, but this whole new side of him, not necessarily. So that was a good way to kind of get everyone. Yeah, especially at a family back. show. I feel like at a family show, unless you come out and you're overly like panto, maybe it's sometimes hard to kind of get he. But he he did the right thing. He was like he kind of crossed that line, and people were like, "Oh, exactly." So yeah, that match really good, and again. At the, at the time, I was a bit confused as to why that went on first, but as we'll get on to later on, um, that was that was quite obvious. Next match was uh, tag team titles. It was Conor Malloy and Crusher Crabe versus Ted O'Keefe and Omar Mohammed. So is no one going to talk about how they are Conor the Crusher? Yeah, it's a bit of an unfortunate name. Bit but... awkward. Anyway, um, it was nice for a take your father to work there. Or take your son to work there. <laughs> take your father to work. Well, they, um, no, they do. They look like family, don't they? I mean... His dad was just giving him horrors in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I think especially since since Crabe's uh, shaved the head, it definitely, yeah, it's definitely father and son. Um, I will personally say, before we, we go into what you're, you're thinking, Conor Malloy, there's, there's, so no, good. there's no ceiling for him. No, he's, he's so good. He's going to do really well. I think he's, you know, fantastic. I think even just seeing how much he's grown since his debut, because I've not seen him live before, but I've obviously seen videos of when he debuted and things like that. And um, just physically, he, he looks, you know, a lot more of a threat. He's, you know... Well, do you know something? Bulked up a wee bit. He had the right level of... He could do all these flippy stuff and go about, but that wasn't his only thing. He could still be hard-hitting, he could still do what he had to do, he could still work and all that and not just flipping about. Because I don't like people that just flip about all the time. Because I'm like, that does not look scary. Could you imagine if you were in a fight and someone just started flipping off the walls? That's terrifying. Back No, back off. Punch to the face. No, like, see if you're in a fight and somebody starts doing, like, Bruce Lee stuff. You're like, well, they know something. Take out the knee. Can I jump on your knees? Okay. <laughs> Um, um, it's not. I'm not a fan. So anyway, no, he looked really, really good, and he seemed to like. Again, I thought his style and that was cool. And yeah, I did say he looked a bit like um, what's he called again? Darby Allen. If he was a bit rougher, so not really. No way. He looks. Like, he looks like a young Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but so this is my theory. So I thought he's got the kind of like the black nails. He's got like, the light hair. See if he just roughed himself up a wee bit, he would look so cool. Give myself a bit of an edge. Fair. Again, I think he's. I was giving fashion tips the whole the whole night. <laughs> Again, I think he's fantastic. I'm a, a big oh, I love fan him. Of, I like, think he's really good. This is this is what it says a lot. I think I would go and see pretty much any show he was on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's when you know. But, you know, someone's uh, you know someone's impressed you. Yeah. Is that if he was on a show down here, I'd be straight away going to the show. But I have one issue. And you two may not like what I'm going to say. I didn't like that he had that other guy crusher with him. I felt he didn't need him. Well. It came, right, so controversial moment. It felt like they were a tag team, so Crusher had something to do. Whereas I feel like if Connor was on his own, it would be better. I feel like he doesn't need to be in a tag team. He would do better on his own. Getting more exposure, getting out there, doing his own thing. I know he maybe doing it just now to give him a bit more like help and all that and stuff, but I think he he doesn't need to be stuck in a tag team. Some people work better. Some people thrive with a tag team partner, 
and some people just kind of that's where they are. I think he would do better on his own. Personally. I don't. I don't know. I, I think I like this whole kind of story they're going for, and you know, before COVID, the whole you know, unlikely tag team. Um, obviously, Crusher's very much you know the big angry man. Connor's a bit more you know nice, flamboyant sort of you know outgoing. So they yeah, kind of they kind of butt heads a wee bit. So. I think that'll be quite interesting when that comes to a head. But you explained that story to me, but I didn't see that watching it. Well, do your research. No, that's what I'm saying, but I should be able to watch the match and see that. There wasn't any button heads. They were just, like, running it together. I mean, they're now sort of... They're now close, aren't they? So they've been doing this a while. They're, they're tag champs. Yeah, they're no, it champs. Was cool. yeah, no, it was cool and all that and stuff. And again, they worked out good separately and they do work together, but I just think he's got so much going on, I feel like he could be doing better being on his own. That's just an opinion. I'm not saying it's fact. I'm not saying my opinion's better than anyone else's. I just think, personally, he would do better on his own. Okay. Fair play. Uh, Mark, thoughts on uh, Connor and Crusher? Um, I quite like them as a team. Yeah. But I do get what you're saying. But I do like a big guy, little guy tag team because they can sort of, like, cover, like, every sort of, like, different style in like one team like you've got yeah. like the big guy who can do all the power moves and the brawling yeah. and you've got like the smaller guy who can do like the flips and stuff it like kind of reminds me of like when Kane and RVD were sort of like a tag team like yeah. that sort of style yeah, and I, I just think Connor like he's so Connor's just so different than like everyone else in WrestleZone like he just stands out so much yeah, he doesn't look like he, sh- he should be from there do you know what I mean Bit yeah, I think he's actually, and like you said, it's all that sort of flippy stuff and like the the high flying stuff. Um, and we'll move on to obviously Evan Young later, but it's quite similar with him. Like you know, these just jumping or tricks, young kind of cruiserweight style guys are kind of coming yeah. out of the wrestling academy, which, like you said, isn't necessarily the norm when you look at sort of who's came through previously. But you need that though, because... You know, that's, it's not necessarily something we've seen before. Because you know something as well, what I, I saw, you've got a lot of like older, like more experienced guys and then really young guys. You've not really got it in between just now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I mean... So it'll be good to see where they're going to pull from and what they can do and a lot of them seem ready or like if any of the older guys want to start slowing it down a bit not that I'm saying they should or anything but you know it's something you have to think about like when some people want to then do their own thing and go a different direction and stuff they know that they've got these younger guys they can rely on which is something that a lot of places don't think of they just have their same guys used all the time so if they start dropping out of the picture then they've not really got anyone to kind of take over from them whereas they've got a really good dynamic just now they've got people that could take over I get that so the match in general, um, it was uh, Conor Malloy and Crusher Crabe against Ted O'Keefe and uh, Omar Mohammed. I have a comment. Okay, okay, there's a comment. I don't like people that wrestle in gear that they can't wrestle in. Why was he wearing? Like, I get it for the whole storyline and all that and stuff. He's wearing the jeans and he's wearing the wee waistcoat. But it looks so uncomfortable wrestling. Like, I was sweating looking at him. Do you know what I mean? It was so warm and I felt like... I know how restricting they can be. I was like, big man, I can't move in my jeans. How are you moving in yours? Yeah. I will say that, right? And, and I, I do enjoy Ted O'Keefe. Um, I think he's got quite a good like personality as well. He's, personality? He looked raging. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. He's, he's quite yeah. good at that that sort of like, annoying bad guy sort of thing. And him and Dino are really good. Um, but yeah, like, mate, it's fine to go a size up. You don't have to wear a schmedium, right? <laughs> 
You can you can go a size up. That medium waistcoat, mate. Come on, size up. You'll be more comfy. You'll be fine. Also, I really liked Omar. Omar. Like Omar, sorry, I really liked him a lot. He was like so fun. I'll, yeah, I'd I love, wish he got more time. I'd love to see more of Omar Mohammed. Yeah. Like, he was he was class. I loved him. Put it this way: see, the minute he came out, he had great energy. He had a great song. He was dressed really fun, and I was like, oh my god! I was pure pumped to be like, what's he going to do? And he came out and kind of danced with the crowd. He kind of had his own me thing, and he was just like such. Obviously, it worked well that like, he was so happy and so bubbly, and then his tattooing partner was like, I hate life, but. It was just so fun and he had such a good energy about it and stuff and it was good and yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed him. Mark, have you ever seen Omar Mohammed before? Um, I think I've seen him once before on a show down in Perth. Um, I can't like I can't remember who I've seen him against but I do remember coming away from that show and he was like one of the guys that really like, stood out that I hadn't seen mm. before. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed him. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely... Like I said, there's a lot of guys in this show who are one for the future, and he's definitely mm-hmm. one of them. Um, and I, I think it was only like his second appearance in WrestleZone. So, you know, the more he gets up there, the more fans will get behind him. Because um, I think that's ultimately the one thing that was potentially missing, was the fans didn't really know him that well, so mm-hmm. they didn't really get behind him as much. Yeah. Um, but the, the more he's up there, the more he's getting involved with stories and stuff like that, the, the fans will get right behind him. And then they had their wee rift as well. But there's only one thing I wasn't a fan of with the rift, and I mentioned this to you. So, the whole big thing of the rift was at the end, he finally got the courage and, like, pushed him over and was like, nah, I'm done. But Ted got pushed, like, four times by everyone during that match, so it didn't have as big of an impact. He got pushed over by him earlier in the match, he got pushed over by Connor, got pushed over by Crusher. So when it got to him doing his big, like, I'm done with you, they've already done that same spot, like, three times before it. It didn't have as much of an impact. Yeah, I get that. I think that match in general was was decent. It was like you know, it was a decent match. You mm-hmm. know, you get what you expect from from sort of Crusher. He's just battering folk. Um, again, Connor was was flying about, which was class, and uh, Ted was getting thrown a bit like a wet track. Do you think Crusher just looks in the mirror and just perfects his angry face? Yes, because he had the same one all the time. I'm um, like that big man's defo. Just every mirror he sees, just practicing. He's not getting stopped in the street by Sky asking about his telepackage. Maybe about my dad. Absolutely not. Um, he's Connor's dad, isn't he? Well, that match, I thought, the the one thing I'll say about that match, because I did enjoy it, was because like Omar was such a lovable character, and obviously Ted, we don't like him, mm-hmm. and then Crusher's a bit, eh, we like him, but he's a mm-hmm. bit, and then Connor's obviously a fan, mm-hmm. like, fan favourite. It was the dynamic was a bit weird. Yeah, there wasn't. You didn't really, really know who to cheer for and who to uh-huh. like go. You were cheering for one in each team. Which again, obviously, I hate to be like, oh, we know stuff, but obviously, you know, we read into more things than you'd expect. So you know, we we kind of have to play along with like who to cheer who a lot of the time, and you know, I'm never gonna go to a show and like you know be that guy that boos the the heels, boos the faces, and cheers, cheers the heels and all that sort of stuff. But when you don't know who to cheer for, it makes that a little bit hard. Yeah, because it was like, if you started booing Ted and Omar, and you were like, but I feel bad for Omar, I don't want to boo him. But at the same time, you were like, oh, it's cool. That, do you know, yeah, do you know what I mean? I kind of get that. It was like, I'd rather say nothing than say the wrong thing. I get that. 
So that match aside, um, obviously result-wise, Connor and Crusher retained the titles. That was never going to be in doubt. Um, obviously, Ted wasn't with his normal partner. So hopefully we see Ted and Dino back uh, sooner rather than later. Next match, the Mickey Vago fan club were in full voice. Bandana's on, taps off. It Matt was, Top stayed on, I think you'll find. Uh, it was a struggle, though. <laughs> it was... The Halloween brawl, which was Mickey Vago, Caleb Valhalla, Caleb Valhalla, and Zach Dynamite. Um, again, this match was was really good. I really enjoyed this so, one. And this is, I just want to say, so I like this one for the fact that see, I didn't have to know a lot to know what was going on. And this is what I said. I really, like I said to you last night. I really enjoyed this match, just for the fact that it was fun. You kind of got to know people. And it kind of told its own story, sort of thing. So that's why I liked it. I didn't have to know a lot of background beforehand. Yeah, I get you. And I think that's the that's the thing. It was one of those matches you just go and enjoy. And mm-hmm. wrestles are good for that. Like, you know, you'll normally get your Christmas brawl and the Christmas show, you get your Halloween brawl, you know, all those sort of things, which is really good to kind of just... just if everything else is a bit more serious, that's mm-hmm. a bit more fun. Um, yeah, enjoyable. it was good. And do you know what I do want, though? I need Caleb to go more Viking. I think he needs to, you know, if he has like the braids and all that and stuff and go full scale because he looks big and tough and burly and then he hits really soft. Yeah, yeah, that, that's... <laughs> Hit him like you mean it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if, if Caleb is just scared of his own strength because he could probably legitimately kill someone. You'd be able to get kill you and then hug you after and say sorry. Um, but... Yeah, I think Caleb again is one is is one of the guys that's got a massive future ahead of him. I think you know. Yeah, he looked mental. Like, like when he comes out, everyone's eyes are on him. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not looking anywhere else, are you? Like he's got the whole room's attention. Um, but again, he has a good vibe of he can look tough, he can fight hard, but also he comes across really nice. So you want to see him. He's got that kind of funny edge to him. He's not just one a one trick. Do you know what I mean? So later on when he came out. Spoiler, he had that good bit where he was having a bit of a laugh, a bit of banter, so you liked both sides of him. He was very realistic rather than just angry, which, yeah. do you know what I mean? Quite more three-dimensional. And uh, obviously you know Mickey Vago, but first time seeing Zack Dynamite as well. So he was really good, but the only problem I found was Caleb came out, he's obviously this big, like, massive guy. Um, everyone was watching him. He's just got like such a, like, a dynamic personality. Um, Mickey came out he's got his his look is down like this is something I was saying certain people are very like their gear and all that matches who they are and they go very like they know who their character is he came out his face was all painted again you're watching him and then as much as Zach was good he looked so plain in comparison to them that my eyes were never drawn to him my eyes were the other two and yeah. I had to like go out my way to see what he was doing sort of thing my eyes were automatically darting to the other two just because they had so much going for them that I felt that not that I'm asking to change who he was, that's not the case at all, but it just felt like it was... I never automatically looked at what he was doing. I was watching the other two because they drew my eyes. That was the only downside of that match that I could say. Fair. You don't have to say a downside to every match. You know, you don't have to look for one. But, um... Just who yeah. I am. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought this match was good. Um, I thought Mickey really came out of shell in this mm-hmm. match. Um, I like the pumpkin head. Yeah, it was, it was good to see him... You know, a singles match, um, and yeah, he was 
it was just fun, wasn't it? So the whole match was fun, and that's what I like. They did take themselves seriously, and it was nice to watch. Again, it was it was kind of like a breath of fresh air at that bit of the match. A lot of the matches before it were quite serious, had stories behind it and stuff, and this one was just full scale having a laugh. The only thing I want to say is that I would love to see Conor Malloy and Zack Dynamite in a match mm-hmm. on a show soon. That would be quality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this match was really good. Mark, any, any thoughts on this match, the, the Halloween brawl? Yeah, I thought it was real fun. Um, it was a bit more silly than I expected, but I think it really worked for it. Um, Mickey looked like Grey. He looks like he's got in like real good shape since yeah. lockdown. Um, Caleb looked amazing as always. And what you were saying about Zat Dynamite, like not really like standing out as much. I would say, as someone that's seen him when he was like the good guy, I always felt like he was just like another guy. Where now that he's like playing like the heel, like I feel like he stands out a lot more than he ever did before. Mm. Yeah, I, I did remember you specifically saying that regardless of whether he was <laughs> a face or a heel, you just felt like he was a heel. Yeah, exactly. And he's got Digimon tights. And I feel like that's a heel move. Huh? Fair. Um, but yeah, even then, like, what I've noticed is um, we, we mentioned, obviously, Mickey and, and Caleb get into shape, but um, Zach was looking pretty trim from the last time I saw him. Um, so he's he's obviously been putting the work in, which is which is good to see, because um, he was obviously, you know, in his early days, one of the, the kind of high flyers, much like kind of Connor um, and Evan when we got onto him. So it was good to kind of see him um, getting back into to fighting shape. And he looks really good because again, with lockdown, you don't really know which way it's going to go. It could, oh, yeah. it could work in someone's favour, could work against them. So but this is where you can tell who's taking it seriously and who's not. Yeah, I think you know, dynamite. Like we've said, and we, me and Mark have had this conversation before. Um, it looks like he's going to be the the next guy. I, I would think, um, him and his his faction. You know, at the top of the card with the with all the belts would be nice. So we'll see. We'll watch this space. Moving on, our next match. Um, again, there's a lot of matches on this show that were really, really good. Um, no, wait, before we got into this match, um, before this match happened, that woman pissed her seat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that happened. Um, and it wasn't because Caleb was there. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> um, without going into too much detail, yeah, um, there was a soggy seat in front of us. Um, and yeah, the place was, was stinking. So, moving on, um, <laughs> it was a lumberjack match uh, with special guest referee Len Ironside, Brian Tucker versus Sean Johnson, the feud that will never end. Um, initial thoughts before Kayleigh goes on our massive rant here. Um, one, was good to see Len Ironside. Was was great to see him again, uh, absolute legend. Um, I know Kayleigh wasn't a fan of his officiating skills, but he's a legend, so it was good to see him. Um, Brian Tucker. Um, I don't know what was happening with that outfit. I don't know if it was you know. I didn't like it at all. I don't know if it was the missing member of a Green Day tribute band. But you can't move in it. More the basic rollers. Basic rollers. Um, what else? Did someone not say it looked like a that bear? What's that bear called? Rupert. Yeah. Rupert the bear. Yeah. That Rupert the bear. Um, but it's fine. He's a bad guy. We're allowed to say things like that. Um, 
So yeah, this this feud's been going on for a long, long time. Um, they've been they were a tag team for years and years and years. Um, probably looking at what five years or something like that, five six years, and then they um, ended up having this feud. Kaylee, mm-hmm. what were your what were your thoughts on the, this match in general? So first of all, um, this is a good point to point out. Do pensioners know they get free vouchers for spec savers? Big man, right, okay. Now, now might, wait, wait, Sorry, I'm going to keep speaking. It might be a legend, okay. It might be big to Aberdeen, okay. He was blind. I just, I'm not a fan, right? I get it, we're nice to him. He's a lovely old man, right? We so-sos. That was cute. He had his wee so-so shoes on, right? That was lovely. But at one point, in the middle of pinning, he turned around and just looked at someone, waited, punched in the face. That was the best bit of the match. That was the best thing that happened. That. He that was, was the Aberdeen Arn Anderson. Now, I get that. It was fun. You better watch like, out. He's got a Glock. But I was like, big man, get down and pin. You're here for one job, and you're no doing it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to go any further, though, because I'm going to offend a lot of people. Lovely man, just canny ref. Don't, don't let him do it again. Fair. Again, though, right? Ultimately, do you not think that that should be the case, though? It doesn't always make sense for a special guest referee to come in and be the best ref in the world. Why would they be? No, they, for someone they've, not, they've not got the referee's licence. They've, they've not like been his. training to be a referee for years. Neither have I, but I could do better. I watch enough wrestling. He's been in a wrestling match. He's done that. He knows what he's doing. He just... I'm no, I'm going to stop now, because I'm just going to start going too far. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean... I mean We'll see, but uh, I'm gonna to have to add him to my list if you keep going. I mean, he was no, he was no Dennis Law or Mikey Ennis. So I'll give him, I'll give him that. Okay, I'll give you that. Anyway, um, on that one, so what I'm gonna say is Brian Tucker, um, mate, change your gear. Right, it just looked uncomfortable. I'm not a fan. Now I will say though, Sean Johnson looked very, very good. Um, he was good. He basically kept the match afloat. Um. Not a fan um, of a lot of what I saw. Yeah, this this match I feel like it did it did drag a wee bit. Because my issue was now I know it's like there to people want a, some people like a simple match that's cool, but it was just very like they had six lumberjacks, three on each side, and I was watching the lumberjacks and I wasn't watching the match because the lumberjacks were more entertaining and they had more of a story going on and it was as if the match was the side note. Rather than the lumberjacks from the side note, that was one of the issues I had. It was, yeah. do you know what I mean? They had more of a story and more of an impact, and they were telling more than what was happening in the match. And I felt that Brian Tucker was spending too much time making faces and going ah, oh no, than than doing things. I'm just not a fan. I get you. It wasn't my favourite match on the on the card, to be fair. Um, again, no. No digs on the guys that were during the match. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, no, they were doing really, really well. But I just felt like he was... They felt like they were all... They had a different interpretation of what the match was meant to be. That's what I mean. So, like, Brian was, like, doing a lot more of, like, the kind of, like, storyline of it. Sean was doing a lot more wrestling. Len was on Hawaii. Um, And the guys outside were doing their thing. And all separate were okay. But together just didn't all merge the way that they probably hope. But again... 
we have to say this has been two years since they've all been wrestling. It's a lot of things that aren't going to flow like they would do. It wasn't bad, it was just if you compare it to the rest of the matches were on there, it's probably one I, I didn't like as much, but again, that's because you've had some really good ones before it, so of course it's going to then you, you do an automatic comparison. Yeah, I get that. Mark, much thoughts on this match? Uh, I I didn't enjoy this match, to be honest. Um, I've seen them like wrestle so many times now, and I I was later coming into WrestleZone, like I never seen them as a tag team live but any anything like that I've watched I think Brian Tucker has always been better as a tag team or even like when he was like the face in this feud Yeah. but I just I feel like he, the way he plays his heel character it's so over the top that it's just uh, it's just it's just not for me I'm just not a fan of it do something that was nice though to finally see um, Sean Johnson because I've been wearing his t-shirt to bed for four years. So it was nice to actually see who he was. <laughs> Fair. So that match aside, moving on um, to our penultimate match of the night, it was probably the the match. A that, very good match. The match that I've been waiting for, given who was in it. It was the six-man tag. We had Blue Thunder and William Sterling with the inspirational Ryan Riley mm-hmm. against Mr. P, Scotty Swift and Evan Young. Mm-hmm. So I think before we get too much into it, obviously this was Evan Young's first match. Very, very good. And I want to see more of him. And yeah, I think the the reaction he got from the crowd was, was superb. So good. I think that's, it's to be expected with, uh, with wrestling. I think such a supportive crowd We'll get behind our, our guys, you but know. it was a genuine support. It wasn't at all we're going to support him because he's new. He genuinely did really well. And do you know something I liked, which is a small thing? He held himself really well when he came out. You could tell, you could see, obviously you could tell he's a bit shy with it, but he held himself to such a good start when he was walking about and he was doing stuff. He he really put a lot into it. And you wouldn't really know it was his first match. Apart from the wee, like... You could see him as wee eyes and looking to make sure he was doing the right thing and all that. But genuinely, in the match, he did so, so well. And do you know something I liked? You could tell that other guys were so supportive of him in the match too. They made it easy for him. Because I've saw too many wrestlers debut where the person the other side of the ring makes it difficult for them to try and prove a point. Yeah. And but I, I go to a lot of arsehole wrestling, that's why. Yeah, I guess that's what you get in the central belt, isn't it? Full arseholes. Um, so you've got, you know, wrestlers in this match that are, you know... Characters. Big characters. You've got Mr. P. Right, let's start from the beginning. So Okay, Blue, so... So I'm going to start Blue Thunder. So only thing I knew from Blue Thunder was Kyle has a mask of Blue Thunder that kicks about our house. Regular. Um, there's one... like I don't understand the background story of this, but I remember we were moving house, and as I was middle of packing a box, I looked up, and Kyle's just standing above me wearing a Blue Thunder mask. And I was like, what is that? Where did that come from? Um, so, yeah, so I have this one photo where Kyle's hair's like poking out the back, right? And every so often I would look back at it and it makes me laugh. So when he came out and he had his hair like kicking out the back of it, I lost it. I just couldn't anymore. I was like, mate, this is hilarious. So that was pretty cool. Um, Ryan Riley, so I know him from like the podcast you put on and stuff. He seemed really, really cool. Yeah, and big, fan of, big fan of Riley. And 
you've told me a lot about his background and all that, so see actually seeing him in person after knowing like he's lost all that weight and stuff, oh my god, he looks so good. Yeah, I think that's the the big thing where I love that Ryan. the fans didn't understand that he's maybe a heel though. Yeah, that is that's probably my favourite thing about the Ryan Riley thing. Oh he's so inspirational, I love it. No, he's maybe thrown in your face. Yeah, he's meant to be an arsehole, right? But the crowd are just like That's brilliant. Well done, mate. Yeah. Which is funny. It's just like, oh, you've, that's class, actually, that you've lost all that weight, mate. That's, that's superb. You are inspirational. But you know something? So he looked really good as well. And something I liked and I noticed, see when it was him and Evan in the ring, he was really helping him. And I liked that. Do you know what I mean? You could see it. And it was it was nice. Um, William Sterling was, was interesting. He's just kicking a bit. Fair. Yeah. I mean, he's been there for years. I think the Thunder Buddies is an interesting dynamic because you obviously haven't seen Sterling Oil um, and, and sort of that. And so why are they chaffing? They were put together for the tag team tournament um, when the tag team titles were vacated after Scotty Swift and Jay Lethal had to vacate them. Um, so they were put together as a sort of unlikely pairing and they've, okay. been, they've been together... Kind of ever since. Okay. And they, they split up for a bit when they reformed Sterling Oil. Um, but, so, Sterling Oil was like the big heel faction. Um, and obviously, William Sterling, Alan Sterling, who we saw later on, mm-hmm. um, were were sort of part of it. So they brothers? Um, in wrestling, yes, they are brothers. Okay. Um, so they were, they were the tag team. So, pretty much, William Sterling was always a big, horrible bastard. Right, That was his thing. He just was hot bad people was you know they were not very nice let's be honest right okay so that was their thing um so this is him and thunder are kind of a weird dynamic because like thunder's you know he's, he's morphing a bit further into sort of the the dark side of william okay but he's still a good guy at heart they've missed anyway. a trick though see if it was not a family friendly show they'd be coming out to the thunder buddy's song from ted fair I believe when they got together this last time, Blue Thunder was going through like a losing streak, and he wanted to like get back to like having like the belts again. So he like got back with William Sterling to like reform the group, and he didn't necessarily like want to do like the bad things, yeah. but he had to because he wanted to get the belts. Okay. See, so it's quite an interesting dynamic. Um, and again, I've got a photo with them posing with the belts from Newton Hill, two thousand and fifteen, maybe. Okay. Um, good times. Enjoyed that greatly. Nice. Um, but yeah, they've they've been they've been cutting about in the tag team division for a while. Um, so it was, it was good to see them again. Then we've got the other side. So again, I'm going to say that Evan Young looks really good. He's um. Yeah, it seems like he's going to do really, really well. I like the kind of style he had. I think he just needs to, it's like anyone when they're new, they just need to find who he is and what he actually wants to come across as. Like, find more of a, like, not just a character, more of a style that he can kind of settle on because he's got the wrestling down. Again, with time, it will get better, like, as you expect. Um, But from what I saw, he looked really, really good. And he looked, he seems, he had the kind of attitude that he really wanted to learn from the guys because you could see even, like, he had a good thing when he was standing at the side. He was taking in the crowd. He was also really watching what the guys were doing. Yeah. Because you see that some people, as soon as they debut, they think, oh, I'm the shit. But he, he seemed really respectful, which I really liked. Um, Mr. P was very interesting. He came out. His whole, like, Scotland the Brave gimmick. I love when he brought the big flag. I love <laughs> a good prop, personally. 
Um, well, that was fun. Well, Billy pointed out in, in his podcast that he just released, um, where him and Kelly were talking about the show, um, that he's pretty much the hacksaw Jim Duggan of WrestleZone. Oh, he is, actually. Which I like that. And I That's like that, fun. That sort of comparison. Then... So all I'm going to say for the past, we've been together four and a half years, Kyle brings up Scotty Swift a lot. Yep. He only refers to him as the John Cena of Aberdeen. Correct. He gets the same pop as John Cena from Aberdeen. He told me that we are going to witness WrestleMania 3 um, in the venue, is what I kept getting. Honestly, see when Hogan slammed Andre. That's like half of what Scotty Swift gets when he comes up. So I get this often, right? But I've only saw Scotty Swift twice. You know, you know how the Road Warriors pop is a thing. Yeah. Do you know the Road Warriors actually used to call that Scotty Swift pop? <laughs> so I've only been exp- um, like been in around it is like twice. So one, I saw him at a Glasgow show, and I didn't really understand. He just came out, it looked fun, didn't really get it. It was funny, it's before me and Kyle went out and I just heard someone go, ah, when he came out and then turns out a year later, that was Kyle. Um, yeah, me of and, course it was. Yeah, me and Mark. Yeah. Screamed like little girls. It was fun. Um, and then I also saw him interview Matt Idol later. So that was fun. They're the two times I've really like kind of been around him. Of course, again, seeing him on like different podcasts and stuff, got to see him. Now, one thing I do say is, right, so I love people that are controversial like myself I love like I wish Argera he's obviously the nicest guy in the room everyone loves him and stuff loved seeing him but I wish I could see a bit more of the controversial version of him I love it I love he just doesn't care he will shoot it he will see what he needs to say big fan love that but yeah getting to see him actually in person I get it I get why everyone's obsessed with him was it a life changing experience I, I wouldn't go that far it was it was fun. Has it ruined all of the wrestling for you? Because you'll never see excitement like that. No comment. So from there, what do you know? What I liked as well, and again going back to it, and you brought this up as well. He was helping Evan a lot, but in character, and it was nice to see he had a lot of support for him, and you could see he really cared about the match. He cared about making sure he was doing okay and stuff, and I thought that was really nice to see. Yeah. And also, it just was like, hi, Kyle. Before the match started, and I was like, "Sorry, are you some sort of celebrity up here that I don't know about?" I will say, right, and this is the thing: like ever since I've been going to WrestleZone, obviously like, Scott is the the big guy. He is the he is the big dog up in up in Aberdeen. Um, you know, goes out saying red hair, red gear. You know, but he doesn't have an ego. That's the thing. He's also probably one of the the soundest down to earth guys you'll meet in wrestling, and that's why obviously you said you like him on the podcasts. Is because he doesn't take any bullshit. He just he is he's just sound, and he'll look out for everyone. Do you know what I mean? He's he's a good guy. No one that I saw that night had an ego, which was interesting to see. Again, I'm not used to seeing that in live shows because, well, how it is. But it was nice. Everyone seemed they were there to have a good time, to put on a good show, to care what the fans think, and then at the end, like, can I go and do it again? They weren't like, oh, I'm doing this because I need to... Because in that match there, you had some really experienced guys, some newer guys, some re- a really new guy, and you easily could have had someone just taking the mic. You could have easily had someone try to overshadow everyone, try to make someone look bad and all that, but no, they all worked together, and that was one of my favourite matches, just I, because it flowed so well. I think it says a lot as well um, for the, the, the character of all the guys in this match. Like, 
you know, the likes of, you know, Scotty could have easily went, oh, no, I'm going to have a big match, a big the singles match. Style, yeah. Right? But no, he's there having a, a match with the new mm. guy, you know, helping him through that match. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. And I think that's really, you know, why I think wrestling's going to do well is with the next generation, mm-hmm. they're learning from people who we'll get put, it. Yeah, we'll put it this way. See, at the end, he then gave him his moment and went, take this in. And then everyone left and let him do his own thing. Which one, as a wrestler, looks good because it's nice to see they get looked after. As a fan, it's nice. You want to be a fan of people you know are nice. But see, as someone who wants to potentially be a wrestler, you're like, you could be like, the scariest thing about actually wrestling. Because I know we've all thought about it. And I was like, the one thing that put me off is that how nervous must that be? Do you know what I mean? How oh, you you'd know? be shitting yourself. But then, look at the great treatment he got. It didn't look that scary. Do you know what I mean? It looked like they helped him all the way through it and at the end he really enjoyed it. He didn't come out of that match trying to run out of the ring being like, oh, that was horrible. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's had looked like he had such a good time, which is something I think from all three different aspects of people that would be watching that match, every one of them was satisfied. Yeah. So if there was anyone in that crowd that was thinking maybe to join their wrestling school, they were like, oh, look what happens. Look at the support he got. Yeah, it's not like a mug. Mm-hmm. Mark, what were, your, what were your thoughts on the match? Uh, I really enjoyed this match. Um, Evan Young, I think he's going to do really good things. Um, I think it, it's good as well because you, you get a lot of kids at these shows and he looks really young. I feel like yeah. the kids will like really get behind him. Um, it's always good seeing Mr. P and Scotty Swift. Like When you talk about like WrestleZone being like big character-based, like you don't really get bigger characters than those two. Um, Ryan Riley, I've been a big fan of since I've seen him. Um, and some dissension at the end between um, the Thunder Buddies, which could lead to yeah. some interesting stuff down the line. Fair and like. Mr. P, very, very over with the mums, as we found out at the oh, end. Yeah, yeah that, that drunk mum at the end. She loved it. When she's like, take a photo with him. He's a wrestler. Mark, I am not a wrestler. I just dress like a deathmatch guy. That was a thing. That was funny. That was hilarious that they genuinely thought you were some sort of wrestler. I mean, you, you can tell. It's not the first time. It's not the first time that people at the wrestle zone have been like, "Are you a wrestler?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> I mean, that's what you get for dressing like you're a wrestler in the eighties. Yeah. Honestly. True. I swear, sometimes you'll bend over get something in your shoe, and I'm like, "Is he getting a razor blade, or is he just tiny shoes?" Like, you're always game to just go. Just needs to pop some somas and it'll be, <laughs> be the full thing. So, yeah, that match, absolutely quality. Um, again, it was good to see Swift. It was good to see the rest of the guys and, obviously, Evan Young. Fantastic to see Yeah, him. very um, good match. And, yeah, again, Ryan Riley, another one. No pun intended, but he's got a good future ahead of him. Um, and I'd want to see more of those guys. Even though he's a Don Broco fan. Um, which I'm not going to hold against them. Oh, I've met them. So have I. I wasn't a fan. I got dragged to see them and they were like, oh, what song do you like in the album? And I just went, them all, they're all good. I had no clue. So then... Punk Workout was good, though. Th- they, that was a good song. No, what song did I see? Was it Automatic or something? Just oh, you out? saw them in their later days. Yeah, it was Me and Mark saw them back they're, at Tunnels. No, they're all... No, I got dragged along. We, we saw them when it was, uh, oh, look, there's Kelly Osborne's ex. That was all it was. Did he get with Kelly Osborne? Yeah. <gasps> I would have asked some questions. So, we then moved on to our main event. 
Um, before we actually that, we, we had the raffle. We didn't win the raffle. Billy Strachan won the raffle, which I'm calling a fix. I spent, well, I didn't. Kyle spent £10 in tickets. I thought, I'm in for a winner. And do you know the worst part was? They made a wee mistake. They went, there's four prizes. There's only three. See when, uh, see when Martin started reading the numbers in the 600s and I realised we had 100 to 200s. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, a lot more people have bought raffle tickets than I expected. Um, but the money goes towards a good cause, so it goes towards wrestling, so yeah. we'll take it. But I still raging that Billy Strachan won. Of course he did. The luckiest man alive. Anyway, then it was main event time. Um, as they announced earlier on the show, the main event was going to be the Tri-Counties title match, which is going to be Captain Alan Sterling. But I need a question answered. What are the three counties in question? I think it's like, is it Aberdeenshire, Angus and something else? I want someone to answer that for me. It must be like where they do the shows. It must be the three counties they do the shows. Where, where, what's your county called, Mark? Or are you just Aberdeenshire? I don't even know, to be honest. Oh, it might be Moray. You're just saying words. This feels just Aberdeenshire, like Moray and Angus. I don't know. I'm going to ask. They'll, they'll, they'll be listening to this. No one's listening to this. No, the captain will want to know what you thought of him. The captain will want to know. He'll be listening by now. Not a single person has got this far. They literally heard me at the start saying there was a pishy seat and they've thought, I'm not listening. I mean, if it wasn't them, when you started like insulting Len Angerinside, that would have been something <laughs> off. That's when I nearly, I nearly left at that point. I need to find a new co-host. I just say what Prefer- I say. Preferably someone whose first name starts with K. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Captain Alan Sterling was defending his Tri-Counties title against Chris, Mr. Noni Archer. Okay. So again, th- this match was, was one that I think folk kind of slept on a wee bit. Because it's Archer and, it was very good. and Sterling, I mean, I think we all expected more of like a, a kind of comedy thing because it's Alan Sterling. Um, but I think the actual overall match was, was quality. It was a really, really good main event. I uh, really enjoyed this one. It felt like a main event. It was good. So, we'll start from the beginning. Um, again, when the tag teams came out, it was good because they actually look like a tag team. And again, another small thing. They have like similar gear, matching gear. That's what you want. It's really good. Came out, sport his friend, and it was cool that he'd already won a match earlier on in the night, and his friends now got up for him, like having a match. Are they going to win? Are they going to become this big thing? Like, it was fun. Then the sailor came out. Toot toot. Yeah. So toot toot. Um, which Mark, you said it yourself. We need to get a t-shirt with Caleb's hand, just going toot toot. Um, Popeye style. Oh my god, there we go. You're welcome, Popeye. Yeah, got all sorted. Anywho, it was fun. They had like, the matching tops and stuff with his face on it. And they were kicking about. And then, of course, it was the whole he took his top off. And they were going to take Caleb's top off. And he was like, no, it's all about me. And all the women in the audience were absolutely cursing him. And me. And Kyle. Kyle kept shouting. What was it? Stupid sexy Caleb. Yeah, that's his thing. Um, it's like I'm wearing nothing at all. <sighs> nothing at all. So, okay. So, yeah, like, and so that was funny. The setup was funny. You didn't really know what you were going to get. And then this was a really good match. I thought it was good. And I said to yourself, I liked the way that they had a good balance of the match with the outside interference. But they didn't, the outside interference wasn't too much that it then 
overshadowed the match, but also wasn't so little. You're like, what's the even point in doing it? It had a very, very good balance. I liked the way that they got sent away, then Caleb ran back out, and he kind of just... You didn't, you didn't know. Put it this way, you didn't know who was going to win. Like, you were kind of like, you could see both sides winning. So when Archer finally won, it was such a cool moment. It was nice to see everyone erupt. Everyone really wanted them to, and yeah. Yeah, I think that was a, a massive moment. Archer definitely deserves that that big spotlight. He's been he busting really his good. arse for years now. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think he's, he's done some crazy stuff. both look really good? Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting to see him do some single stuff again. Because um, he's, he's not really done much single stuff since, um, you know, since he really started, to be honest, because he's been from tag team to tag team. Um, and obviously he's never been with, with Ego. Do you know what I think is good, though? So, again, different opinion for you two. It seemed to be that um, Alan had, he has like a whole vibe. He knows what it is. It has like a whole gimmick down. And he, from what I've saw, because I walked in and you watched one of the promos, he seems to be, he doesn't need a title to do yeah. what he's doing. He's already got enough of a character. He could easily like have the crowd be behind him or like or whatever, no matter what angle he went from without anything. Whereas Archer seems a bit quieter. He has like a his vibe, he has his gimmick, he has everything, but it seems to be that that having the title on him is going to take him to a new level. And yeah. I think it'll help him. Kind of legitimizes him in, in yeah. the eyes of the fans. You're that. actually like, you deserve this now. Whereas there's some people that don't need a title. Yeah, if they get it, it's cool. I'm not saying that people shouldn't have a title just because they're like well-established, but it got to a point where he didn't need that title anymore from what I saw. Whereas giving it to him made a big deal. And at the end, when they acted, they were acting like it was such a big deal, which of course any title is, but you normally get a big reaction for your, for your main title. So to actually show that there was some legitimacy with that title as well. Made it seem like a bigger deal. Yeah. It was if oh, you won. Cool. Take go home now. Which a lot of places would do. They were like, oh my God, you've won it. We're all coming out. We're all happy for you. We're all buzzing. Let's see what we're doing. And it felt like a big thing. Yeah. I will say as well, uh, Alan Sterling, or Captain Alan Sterling, probably one of the most underrated guys mm-hmm. in, in Scottish wrestling in terms of just overall entertainment. I think... He's got a good look, his character's on point, he's funny, um, and he can wrestle. So I think he's definitely one of the more underrated guys. Yeah, he looks really good because normally people who are funny is because they don't look good. That's not a bad thing, but I mean, normally they kind of compensate on being funny because they're not like as much of a a wrestler and all that, but he could wrestle and be funny, which is something that's quite rare. And he's a handsome fella. Yes, actually. So, uh, you know, he, he can do well. He can do well for himself. There's quite a lot of good-looking guys, actually. <laughs> quite quite handsome, <laughs> handsome fellas in WrestleZone. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Aberdeen Water? That's what it is. It's definitely not. Produces the best. Speaking of, Mark, what do you, <laughs> what do you think What do you think of the main event? Oh, it, it was fun. Um, it really, like, felt like a main event. Like, mm-hmm. I, when it was first night, like, I never thought, like, it could be a main event. But, like, the way they, like, built it up and, like, you had, like, the outside interference and, like, you had, like, the near falls and, like, oh, they played it up, like, so well. And, like, when Archer won, like, the crowd go, like, crazy. And it really, like, put over, like, the belt itself as being, like, important to win. But, yeah, I thought it was a great main event. Great end to the show. Yeah, I thought so. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it tail-ended up what was a really good show, to be honest. Um, it was definitely something that, you know, it was that feel-good moment that everyone needed. You know, we've not had wrestling in so long. 
you know, unlike some other promotions potentially that, you know, just put on the same old shite. The WrestleZone came in and gave us a feel-good show, a good happy end and sent everyone home happy because that's ultimately what matters. It's not really about, you know, the guys in the ring at the end of the day. It's about everyone that's, you know, paid to come to the show and, you know, looks forward to WrestleZone. Like, there's people who legitimately, that's their thing. Every month they look forward to going to wherever WrestleZone are, whether it be out in, you know, in Huntley or, you know, name a random place, Keith. Do you know what I mean? And also, that's their, that's their that, thing. Say what you want about it, but again, what I liked about it is you've got such a broad range of people that go there. You've got, and they cater for that, so you've got people like us that watch like all different types of wrestling and stuff, so we're a bit more smarter to it. So I think we know it, we care it, we kind of see it all. You've got the kids who want to see like the very out there, the very extreme characters, people that are like, they want to cheer, they want to boo, they want to get the foam fingers, they want to do all that and stuff. You've got them. You've then got the parents that are going with them, so they obviously want a decent standard for the kids to see. But you've also got people that, like you're saying, that this is all they've got. People that maybe they don't have a lot else they can do. People that maybe have different needs and stuff. And you don't really get a lot of places that cater for that. And you can say what you want about that. But again, there was people that, when you looked around, there was people of all different walks of life and all different like situations and stuff. And everyone had something for them. Yeah. They had a really good balance of, they didn't just, just cater to the kids, where if you were older, you felt a bit like insulted by your intelligence. But they also at the same time didn't make it. So the kids were like, it was too much for them to get. They had a really good balance in between, which means that you had your big characters, but you had your serious characters. You had people that were a bit more, you might not get what they're doing, but you also had people that were so obvious what they were doing. And I think overall, for being my first show, I think it was good. It had something for everyone. I would um, sit in a different position next time, but I, I would go back. Yeah, 100%. I think it's a good place to, to sort of finish up. I think it was, you know, a really enjoyable show and like you say at the end of the show you just saw loads of smiling faces everyone mm-hmm. left happy yeah, everyone was having a good laugh yeah, which is what we've needed after the last couple of years you know it's been a difficult yeah. couple of years for everyone do you know what I mean and you can not imagine, just in wrestling but just in life yeah in you can imagine everyone in that crowd has been affected in some way over the last year so um, it was good to kind of get that and even for the boys in the, in the show you know it was good for them to get out in front of the crowd and yeah. you know do what they love, you know. And the crowd are polite as well, which is nice. Let's be honest, you're not gonna, you know, go in a ring and throw yourself about if you don't love it. So it's good for mm-hmm. them actually getting to do what they love and, and There wasn't anybody that I saw on that show that I th- didn't think loved to be there, which is good. Because again, there's nothing worse when you suddenly see a wrestling show and you're like, Why are you doing this? You don't want to do it, you're not giving it your all. Every single person there gave it their all. Everyone there looked that they were just thriving off of the take what you're saying, they'll take it, they'll they'll move forward. And again, and even just a small thing, the fans were really polite in that as well. Because there's nothing worse that puts you off if you've got really like horrible fans and stuff as well. And like a culture where they're allowing that sort of thing. So again, overall it was really good. But what I do have to do now, I do have to keep up with it so I actually understand what's going on. Well, that's fine. Our next show um, is, I believe, December 4th, Christmas Chaos. So maybe I should start listening when you talk about it. Yep. Um, again, hopefully that's one we can get up for. Um, we're definitely going to do Anarchy next year um, when that comes up and hopefully just get up to as much shows as we can. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just a bit of breath of fresh air. And let's be honest, 
morally, there's not a lot of wrestling promotions down here we can go to anymore. Well, so there, with that, that being said, if they want to tour and come down, it'd be class. But that's going to happen. <laughs> You've listened to enough podcasts. They're not a big fan of the this area. Excuse me. I take mild offence to that. You could probably go to our bro. That's about as close as they'll come. <laughs> but anyway, that was fun. Um, so yeah, so we're probably going to have to speak about them more now on this podcast. Yeah, again, any shows that we go to, we'll, we'll do a wee special on. Um, but again, from now on, we're looking to be a bit more consistent with the podcast. So we will be back next week. Mm-hmm. With uh, a brand spanking new episode. Yeah, plan to do releases on a Monday. Um, we've got a bit of a agenda, what we're looking to do, which will be fun. Of course, I'm probably going to have something that's pissed me off to talk about, because I'm always just raging. That's what Kayleigh does best. It's not that, I'm just really opinionated. Um, again, if there is anything that you think you'd like us to discuss, or you know, talk about, or any questions you've got, then... Do make sure to hit us up on um, social media. Um, our Twitter is at KK WrestlePod. Um, and just give us a shout if you've got any questions. Um, and we will be sure to answer them uh, going forward. Or any topics you'd like us to discuss. Um, if you'd like to ask questions about Goldberg. Um, no, don't you dare. No, don't you dare. Don't, I'm not even getting into that just now. Now you've taken it too far. Um, but no, once we start getting regular, I want to start getting guests on. And I want to do a drunk special. I want to get one where I just get absolutely smashed and start talking about it, because that would be funny. Fair. Me and Mark will get drunk. You can be the adjudicator. That's, See what happens. That's what I do now anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> so before we finish up, Mark, have you got anything you want to plug? Socials, anything like that? Um, Follow me on Twitter. Mark me at 691. You can, see, you can see him cry about the Steelers and Man United. And they, won, they won today, so it's all good. That's fine, they're 2-3 and three now. They're 2 and 3 now. Kayleigh, anything you'd like to plug? No, because you don't want to follow me on social media because I'm a riot, so just follow the, the podcast social medias. That's fine. Um, and for myself, if you really enjoy my voice, then uh, make sure to follow me at KyleWhatUK on everything. But more importantly, follow the podcast, KK WrestlePod. Thank you very much for listening, taking the time to listen to this. No one's got this far. Hopefully, we've not offended anyone. Well, I've definitely not. Kayleigh may have. And I can only apologise for that. Uh, no, I gave a disclaimer at the start. I just said my, own, my opinion's my opinion. Like, everyone's got their own opinions, so... Yep, opinions like arseholes. So, <laughs> on that note, thank you very much for watching, or listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Catch. Bye-bye.